Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good morning, you guys. Woo! Welcome to a brand new day with the Donna and Steve experience. On my talk, 1071, everything entertainment, Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. I am in studio here in St. Paul. Steve Patterson, however, is not. I'm in our Burbank Bureau. <laughs> our satellite uh, location. Yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I'm out on the West Coast this week doing some stuff. And so it's very fun because I feel like. We have a morning show right now, which you and I do not ever want. You had one for a long time. Um, I have no interest in ever having one. Right. But for this week, we can live vicariously. I think we're like going head to head right now with Ryan Seacrest has the big morning show. Big Boy. You ever heard of Big Boy? Yeah. Yeah. B-O-I. Big, yes. I think it, yeah. yeah I that think sounds so. right. Uh, from Power 106 out here. But anyway, yeah, so we're out here this week. I remember when I worked for Reels back in the day. They, we had this little Burbank bureau, and they used to be downtown LA. LA Center Studios looked beautiful. And then they moved to this little Burbank thing because of whatever budget cuts. That's, of course, when I got hired. And the building, very reminiscent of, uh, imagine our MyTalk side of the building before we had the redo, you know, and they got, we got new paint and new furniture. Mm -hmm. Very time capsule ish. And I thought, oh, this is it, my first paid job in the entertainment industry, and it is not quite as glamorous as I thought it might be. You know, you're expecting like, like the Today Show, like glass, the Florida ceiling mirror or uh, windows, right. and you just see the Hollywood sign. Right. I think there was like a dentist office or some sort of accounting department that was across the hall from us that wasn't us. We were just renting space. Oh, Steve, so. I worked in a trailer on some farmland that was enclosed. Like I had it, the porta potty was the restroom. And this was here in Minnesota, <laughs> too. And when I did mornings there, I was filling in. I'd have to run to the the fence put in the combination to open the gate to get to the trailer before the dog, the vicious dog next door would come <laughs> chasing me. And I mean, I all but climbed over the fence to get away from that dog. I mean, I bet there's so many that's funny like the stories. Sandlot. It sounds right? like you're, you're the studio of the Sandlot with that <laughs> mean dog and the ball right. went in there. Um, have you ever gone back? And I and this is for any my talkers out there. It doesn't matter if you're in radio. It doesn't matter if you're in accounting, event planning, whatever. But have you ever gone back and just sat outside of a place you used to work? Yes. Just to allow the memories to sort of yes, wash over you. I have. Yeah. Have you done it recently? Um. No. It's been a while. Um. Okay. I... You know what I did do? I did a Google Earth thing. Oh, at, to yeah. Just go back and look at the area, my first radio station in um, Secaucus, New Jersey. Wow. And it was I went different. Recently, when I was in Burbank like six months ago, right down the street is where my the old Reels studio used to be. 
and I just went and went to the parking lot. And it was really, it was kind of nice because I sat there and just remembered the first day walking in. As much as I joke about the inside of the facility and the fact that they were firing a bunch of people that day to make room for me, that's neither here nor there. Mm, that's tough. I really, that was, oh, it was brutal. I, Donna, I listened to how Steve's story this is. I walk in to the office, no. okay? I see the one guy who I have spoken with in New Mexico. Like, we, it was a weird interview process. I go to their headquarters in New Mexico. Then I'm working in Burbank. First day in Burbank, see New Mexico guy, walk in, have been waiting my whole life to do this for a living. I see him and I said, Roger, how are you? Big, stupid, clown-like, as I do. Oh, no, I can't. He, I... he got up, Donna, he no. got up so fast from his chair. I had never seen him move so fast and quickly ushered me out of the room that I had just walked into to announce my arrival. They then ushered <laughs> us down the hall into a, an old editing bay which now just had old wardrobe in it and they informed me that across the hall today layoffs were taking place and the big boss was there letting people go so one of the best days of my professional life was happening at the same exact time that other people were having the worst day that of their sounds like right across the hall bad planning on their part don't I bring in, in the new guy when you're you know you're doing layoffs you know what? And you know who came and said hello to me that day? Our old buddy from People's Zine, Jeremy Parsons. Aw, Jeremy. He, wasn't, he hadn't been let go, but he was notified that things were changing. He came down, said hello. Um, some other folks did. But, yeah, our old buddy, uh, not to name drop here, but Michelle Ott, who works in our HR department today. Oh, yeah. She was there on that glorious occasion, and I always remember it, and she does too. And I think everybody looks back and said, maybe... Maybe we could have scheduled that differently. Yeah. I think anyway, that would have been a good I'm idea. Anyway, any other uh, names you want to drop? Oops. Drop something. <sighs> oh, wait. Uh, human resources name now counts as a name drop? Well, around these parts. <laughs> she, she's a pretty big deal in our building. Yeah, That's she true. Is. Um, yeah, you know, I just do want you to know in full authenticity. Um, one of the things that I have to do today is I have to go and do headshots. I haven't done headshots in a long time. I, I hate radio pictures. pictures. But you know what? You're yeah. going to get really, really good headshots. Look, That's what they I do out know. there. <sighs> yeah, I guess. But here's all I know. They said, hey, bring like four different categories of looks. Oh, like cowboy, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> nutty professor. Like, what are we talking? Sailor. <laughs> Sailor is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like um, you know, studio host, you know, more of like a suit and suit and uh, shirt look. Got it. Uh, then maybe some sweaters. You need something with like personality, polos. you know. You need a laughing picture. Well, but here's the thing: I had to iron the, so many things last night. I think I spent two hours ironing. I hate last ironing. Night. I'm, I'm a s slow ironer. I I am too. I hate it so much. But, but I don't even have enough uh, like hangers to get these things to the oh. shoot. So like right after the show, I have to get in an Uber. And then like Joey, that one episode of Friends, could I be wearing any more clothes when he wore all of Chandler's clothes? <laughs> I feel like that's going to be how I walk into the headshot place. And I just slowly take one layer off and take some more pictures, another layer off. So why don't I'm you, a little stressed about this. Why situation. don't you just call your concierge there at the mm -hmm. uh, you know Super 8 motel and ask yeah. them for some hangers. I guess I could do that. They're they're in the customer service business. Why are we You're talking right. so low? I feel like we're being <laughs> do, really do Super Eight have concierges now? I'm. <laughs> I don't know. I should yeah, go stay me, at Super Eight. I, 
I'm staying at a hotel that doesn't even give you new coffee unless you ask for it. Even if, like, I'm staying for four nights. I get, I had one coffee, and I have to go down and get another coffee today. All right. What? So you think the concierge is waiting like, oh, Mr. Patterson, headshots today, what, I presume. Wait, what hotel are you at? I'm not going to say. Because then the paparazzi. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's going to be a big problem for you. I'm at a Hilton property. Okay, Hilton will get you some hangers. But, but they won't give you more not coffee? All Hiltons are cre- not all Hiltons are created equally. Listen, I stayed at this hotel for like five weeks when I was doing Ring Nation. It was a constant battle to get more coffee. And every time I asked for more, you know I don't like these customer service encounters. I felt like they were looking at me like I was asking too much. And I was like, I think I'm just asking for coffee. Did the price of coffee go up or something, you think? No. I don't know. And then they also said, you know, room service or, or housekeeping is on on uh, by request only. So then you feel like a jerk if you're like, yeah, can you come, like, clean up in here for me? Will you clean my room? I have to go have people take photographs of me. If you guys could please clean the floor, thank you. What, what do you think that's about? Short-staffed, maybe? I don't know. Should I call them? Should I yes. <laughs> should we get them on the line? Uh, I, I think we got to let them know that they're on the air and all that. I do have a long-term question. For the group for today, okay. email us, tweet us, whatever. What's a more satisfying chore when you think of the end result? Ironing, really wrinkly thing, goes to really nice and wrinkle-free. Or vacuuming, really crummy floor, goes to totally clean. I have an answer. After the break? Yes. Also, hey, a couple of big shakeups in the world of cable news. we got to talk about that when we come back. Um, and the final carpool karaoke happened. So we'll get to those stories. Who the guest was. Uh, And somebody drove James Corden around last night. It was a little different, so we'll talk about that. When we come back, it's Donna and Steve. Hey, guys, welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Ellie's with us, too, for a little while longer today, right? Yeah, you get me for an extra half hour. Woo! Lucky Oh, us. hey, we should probably um, just talk about it on air quick. But I, I did steal your chocolate. I know that you know about this. <laughs> you've heard about this. But now that you're here, it's um I did hear about this. So there was chocolate. That I didn't was know I had a mailbox, mailbox, so it's not really your fault. It was a group mailbox, wasn't it? I still don't know it really said, which one's mine. It, it said weekend ops. Now, if it makes you feel any better, Ellie, I worked here for uh, at least three years before I got a mailbox with my own name on it. And it was like kind of cool because then I felt less responsible to check my mailbox. It was great. But we were hungry, and Donna months ago was hungry and was like hey there's chocolate and she just jacked it from somebody from ks95 and can i just eat it can i interject real quick it was a lint ball one lint ball those are valuable i know so i replaced (laughs) i replaced he's leaving out very important information i'm just saying you know like when you watch a movie and there's a kid who's like a good kid and then he gets in business with someone who does something sketchy maybe criminal oh, okay. and then the good kid starts to change <laughs> okay. negatively as well yeah, okay you go with that it was very part. similar to i think how gangs work but, i haven't studied gangs much but i think it was like that. <laughs> so Ellie, we're officially blaming donna for your theft of course um here's the thing what he took from you was way more valuable what like, was it i just heard chocolate it's a it was a box of chocolates from our big 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 boss 
who gives it to us every year for the holidays. I mean, these are high, high, high end, high quality chocolates. Was this Dan? Did it's I get really fancy good, like, chocolates no, from Dan? It's Ginny. No, no. Oh, Ginny. that's that's as big yes, as you get queen, around here. Queen Almost herself. as big. Yeah. Uh, Ginny, put me uh, down Hubbard. for a sleigh queen. <laughs> so here's the thing: I go there. Donna had already taught me if you just want something, take it. And <laughs> so then I was hung. I was hungry, and it was late February. February, and this was a holiday gift box that had been left. Mm-hmm. And so I actually felt, in some ways, Your Honor, that. What I did was the right thing by making sure that they did not go to waste, these dark chocolates, some with caramel in the side, some so now you're just with, being mean. Right, right. Like even dark Ellie, some chocolate of them even with had coconut. A, with, but some had dark chocolate, and then on the inside was a softer, darker chocolate. Pappy like We call that so ganache, anyway. and they're my favorite right. ones. Oh, no, oh. Steve. <laughs> well, then he went back and took another box. I mean, no, no, no. I was now. I do. I do look for stuff. It is wild though. Once you commit one crime, you're like, I will take whatever I want. <laughs> it's corporate package theft. <laughs> you're the porch <laughs> pirate. <laughs> anyway, do you want to yeah. say something else to Ellie? Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I I forgive you. I also feel like if. They were holiday chocolates, and they were there in February. They were fair game. I didn't know I had a mailbox. I still, See, I still Ellie, haven't checked it since someone told me that. Hmm. I, there could be chocolates there right now. Oh no, I checked last week. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that you. whole place is a ghost town. Oh it's a ghost my gosh! Town right now. Anyway. I get mail. Yeah. yeah, you need to go check your weekend ops um, slot. We'll be doing that wall. after this. I could do it for you, too. (laughs) Anyway, big news, you guys. Cable news chaos. Tucker Carlson is out at Fox News. We found that out yesterday. And Don Lemon was fired by CNN. Wow. That's crazy that it both, like, those happened in the same day, hours apart from each other. Yeah. Yep. What's up with that? I guess Tucker's firing was the bigger shock because he's the big moneymaker over at Fox. Yeah, Um, So, yeah, and then... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, Don Lemon didn't know he was being let go. He said he's in shock. He's stunned. Yeah, he released he released a statement just like a written statement on online and yeah he seemed awfully surprised by that that's a those are big shakeups though because those are um you know they're big voices that you have to fill it's content that you have to provide and love them or loathe them depending on where you fall politically people watch them right they're, they're sort of interested to hear their take on something even if they know it's going to be totally polarizing one way or another but the fact, I, listen, I'm going to ask a weird question. I, I'm sure the answer is no, or we don't know. But did did any of them have anything to do with each other? Like, do you, did... I don't think so. 
did 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 CNN hear like oh Fox is parting ways with Tucker so we can part ways with Don like do you think there was any they were announced within were they... 44 minutes of each other wow yeah so I, I I suppose the argument I would make there is could there have been a almost like a like if the they're gonna do says, that hey, they, then they we have it. to do this well not even that we have to but now it's it's not as shocking that we do or, or you know Maybe. like because if you're a if you're a network like that and you're getting rid of somebody really big then it just it's such a huge thing to do it feels risky but if you can point to your competitor and said hey they did the same thing we're not just like in a vacuum being all crazy and high and firing people who get us big ratings they're doing it too we're the we're all evolving i don't know i'm reaching but i'm just trying to figure out what up with that right Radar said something that, like, Papa Murdoch had asked his, like, son last week to let Tucker go. So this is coming from the top, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's right after that def- the, uh, the, the defamation lawsuit and the mm-hmm. settlement yes. for, mm-hmm. like, $775 million. Yep, 787.5 to be exact. Um, and then there was also a discrimination lawsuit pending for, uh, from former Fox producer Abby uh, Grossberg who claims that she was bullied and subjected to anti-Semitic comments while working on Tucker's show. And then, of course, we uh, the Don Lemon stuff was, you know, he made the comments about professional female soccer players shouldn't be paid as much as men because they're not as interesting to watch. Uh, or when he suggested that, you know, women out of their 20s and 30s are no longer in their prime. And friends, worth remembering that that was uh, said to females. Correct. Who he was sharing the same broadcasting table with, which made it like particularly, what? Yeah. Not great. Yeah. Gross. Not big fans. Right. All right. Well, good hey, talking to you. James Corden's last carpool karaoke, Adele drove him around last oh, night. Oh, that's good. Kind of so you know, more people watch that stuff, I feel like, on YouTube than they do actually on TV. So it's up on YouTube now if you want to check it out. Okay. Thanks. See you guys. No, don't go. Don't go. I'm gonna we're going to go. No, we're going to come back. And uh, hey, Prince oh. Harry will be at the coronation, but he will not see his father or brother. We'll discuss when we. Donna for Spire Credit Union. And you know what? A totally, truly free checking account is not a thing of the past. Not at Spire, anyway. And I am not kidding. You can enjoy no monthly maintenance fees free bill pay, e-statements, and a Spire debit card. Plus, you can even manage your finances on the go if that's how you prefer. And Spire's signature Visa credit card earns you rewards, but get this, it also gives back a quarter percent to the community with every purchase. You gotta love that. Spire has 22 locations all over the place. They've been in the people-helping-people business since 1934. Uh, Listen, Spire has been named Minnesota's best credit union by Forbes and also by the Star Tribune. Their staff is friendly, experienced, and they're going to take really good care of you. And they make everything super easy, too. I can tell you that firsthand because I am a member of Spire. Uh, Learn just how simple it is to open a free checking account. $100 minimum opening deposit required. And Spire is insured by NCUA. All right, we're back. Donna and Steve. Hey, Hey, man. Steve is in Burbank. Herp, herp. I'm in St. Paul. You should see the view I have. Is it an alley? What is it? I wish I was so lucky. 
It's, <laughs> Is it a brick wall? It's, no, but it's like a what appears to be an abandoned backyard of an old stone shed. Huh. Sounds so lovely listen, this time of year. Hilton, I'm a Hilton Honors Rewards member. It's so kind of what my neighbor's place looks like. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. How about you just describe my day-to-day? Wow. <laughs> Steve, you're well, just, just living the... Well, I just used to vacation in these places. Jeez. Do you, got, do you have a pool? There's a pool here. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was a little chilly yesterday. And like I said, I came back. You know what I did. I got my Gwyneth Paltrow. She's got her Goop restaurant out oh, here. Oh, sure. So I got my Cobb-ish salad from there, which was so good. A sweet potato soup, Donna. Oh, wow. With some sort of vegetable situation in there. I couldn't tell what they were, but there I was something soup. in the soup. So I, I had that. Um, but then it was just ironing. And I watched the, the Lakers game. Oh. Where Prince Harry and Meghan Markle were last night, just down the street from oh, me. Oh, wow. Well, that's interesting, because yeah. Prince Harry is in the news again. So, Prince Harry apparently is not going to, quote-unquote, see the king or Prince William during the coronation, which is coming up on the 6th, I believe, of May. So... He reportedly hasn't even spoken to his brother since the Queen's funeral. And what? I just, I just. I know, it hurts my heart. Yeah, I just think this is a bummer. Go ahead. They just need to have a conversation. And you know what? After reading Harry's book, I feel like William is not listening to what Harry is trying to say. He's just, you know, like, your wife is difficult. This is not right. This is going against the family, going against protocol, you know, and just kind of talking over him. But maybe if he listened a little bit, they could come to some kind of agree to disagree type situation. I have a silly idea in my head for how we could heal the royals. Dance off. (laughs) (laughs) That's not bad. You know, I'm a big believer in corporate singing. Like, I believe that if if the, the United Nations all got together... And then saying, hey, Jude, they would drop weapons. They would, ill will would go away. Listen, this is, this is... Gal Gadot tried it. I don't think it worked. <laughs> that no, but was she a disaster. Did it via Zoom, so it almost created a world war. But what if they hugged and they had, listen, if they had to publicly hug for two minutes <laughs> with their, wait, hear, me, hear me, wait, okay. All right. two minutes with their head on one another's shoulder. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like I a do. hug and a this. Yep, and they have to stay brothers. there. With, come on, that's an interesting social experiment. What would happen? What would the next words be said? I bet it wouldn't be like, It would be, I love you. you. Come on, Donna. I know, right? Whatever. Well, listen, there is a guy who worked for Princess Diana for over 10 years <clears throat> until she died. And he said it is highly unlikely for the brothers to reconcile during the coronation. And there's no chance of a reconciliation anytime soon. And he also said he thinks he's going to get an icy reception from the Windsors. Um, and that Harry is just going to this thing to show face. I don't even think that his grandkids were invited, according to this one guy. Meaning Lilibet and Archie. Harsh. I know. That seems harsh. That can't be. 
Yeah, that's this maybe source, no, you know, maybe I no really, kids. Me not trust royal sources or royal yeah, insiders because yeah. in my head, when I hear like a royal insider, I think that means someone, I see someone in sweatpants on a couch who watches a lot of royal stuff and reads a lot of royal books <laughs> and maybe doesn't have actual employment. Uh, when I of hear their that, own when I hear that. I think it's somebody on the inside working for Team William or Team Daddy-O. I picture maids. Maids and butlers. <laughs> oh, boy, we all have very different pictures of these royal insiders. Yeah, I, I mean... Do like the maid. That's good. I, That's I'm sure good. they're all very well vetted with NDAs a mile long. Oh, sure. Hey, you know, sure it pays well to be an the insider. Dark web. Yeah. 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 Anyway, don't forget it's Archie's fourth birthday so there's an excuse built in because she's got you know a party a celebration to plan back in wherever they live and um that harry is not he's gonna skip most of the festivities he's gonna be there for the coronation and then he's taken off it's gotta be a long flight doesn't it i would imagine i think a flight over to the to london is about six hours that's what i was picturing okay and so la or santa barbara it's about six hours from la to new york maybe a little less when you're going only six hours from new york to london yeah wow yeah weird yeah it's it's we're sort of is that one of those things where just when you look at the map you just feel like it's further apart well i mean there's there's further flights across the u.s so it's just kind of Interesting to imagine that crossing an ocean would be shorter than like crossing the U.S. based on some like flight patterns. Sure, that seems so yeah. short. I bet like Seattle to Miami is probably longer. Yeah, probably. You yeah. think so? Really? I bet Seattle to Miami is a longer flight than uh, New York to what? to London Heathrow. I think so. Seattle I, I'm just going, to like, Miami. Okay, they're I know Seattle, I know, ends. I know, and they're diagonal. Yeah, and Miami's at the very bottom. Ellie's going to look this up for us. And, and don't forget, there's time yeah. changes to take into consideration and all that. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, I you know, it's I think it's six hours from, I think, from L.A. to Honolulu. Uh, like to, to It's Hawaii. actually six hours from Seattle to Miami, so it'd be about, okay. like, the same. Wow, okay. Or the same. Wow, I, I would have never thought that. six hours to Heathrow. Can you look? Yeah, you I, I've flown that? from New York to. Yeah, I think it's to like Heathrow, hours. and it, it was about six. That's a I long time to be in a plane. Amsterdam. Wow. Anyway, I'm just thinking. The reason I'm I'm thinking in terms of how long it takes to keep going back and forth like that from L.A. to London, back to L.A. to I mean, that's you're spending a lot of time. Sitting in an airplane seat. It's seven hours, so let's tack on an extra hour okay. of butt in an airplane seat. Wow. Okay. Thank you. I, I bet he's going to be okay, Donna. I don't think he's sitting in Southwest Group B okay. for boarding. Okay. All right. Okay. He's on a private jet. There's probably some <laughs> but, sort of you know what I'm, but royal person Still, think in. about it. It doesn't matter. You're flying. You're sitting in a seat for six or seven hours. You get there one day, and then you get back on the plane to fly home the the next day, and you're doing it all over again. That's 12 hours every time. But he doesn't do it often. They hardly ever see him anymore, right? But it seemed like they were going back and forth quite a bit. But I, I think, though, I, I, I hear your point. Like, when you're in a tube in the sky, you're in a tube in the sky. You're not on the ground doing ground things. But not all tubes in the sky are created equally. And a tube in the sky commercial, like me yesterday, 
33C. Oh, I love it. Versus a royal uh, private jet. Private jets, the nice ones. You're which making he's an in assumption. Nice you think he's in a private jet? Without a doubt. I would bet my head. Okay. I don't think that the, <laughs> a royal <laughs> would go through. I could be wrong. Somebody proved me wrong. Listen, they but don't I just have, have the money. They don't. They're not. They got the money. But they're not getting money from the royals. They're not a part of the program anymore. They're getting money from Netflix, though. They're getting money from the book deal. They are not wondering. They don't have conversations, I don't think, Harry and Meghan, where they say, but honey, the water bill. I I beg to differ. I don't. They have to hustle to make money. I don't think they own a private jet. I don't think they own it. I think they use a private jet. I think they're wealthy to the point. If they chartered the private yeah. jet, it'd be an hour and a half less. <laughs> oh, look it up. Oh, wow, you're oh, so quick. Right? That's great. You can right. do like a. Uh, I, 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 we need to find out if they fly private. All right, we'll get on that during a commercial break. But in the meantime, Ellie, are you watching Beef? Uh, I actually like just started it this week. Um, I enjoyed it. I mostly because I I really love the original. Like it's the Steven Spielberg movie. That's. Um, Duel. It's called Duel. Oh. Uh, and it's a made-for-TV movie. It's like Steven Spielberg's like first feature-length film is a made-for-TV movie. It's okay. phenomenal. Check it out. Okay. And it's oh. like clearly like an homage to that movie because it's all about road rage and a a guy getting chased down by a semi-truck. So I started it, and I was like, oh, this is right up my alley. So I'm, I'm really like, looking forward to finishing it. You said Steven Spielberg, not Stephen King, right? Steven Spielberg. Wow. His okay. first feature-length film was a made-for-TV movie called Duel. Okay. I'll look into that because this story is bonkers. It is just bonkers. It has you on the edge of your seat and you're like, oh, God, what are they going to do now? Oh, shoot. Yikes. Steve, you should watch it. Would I like it? Um, There's parts of it that you might not. It's actually it's funny, too. There's a Hmm. lot of comedy in it. Ali Wong is so physical. She's great. It's, It's fun to watch. It's really, really, just in, uh, Maria Bello is in this. It's just an interesting story that how something so small can set somebody off, but it goes deeper than that. It, go, it, it, it also is like a battle of the classes a little bit, too. You know, like here you have this immigrant family, and then you've got this, and, and it's an almost entirely Asian cast, which I love. Then you have this other family who is like, comes from money. And so there's that, that, you know, that typical age old story of, you know, the rich versus the poor. (laughs) Entitlement versus resent and then put them in cars. There you go. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Anyway, it's on Netflix if you want to check it out. Check out a couple of episodes. I think you'd be, because it gets out of control. And I'm right. on the I, I am on the last episode, the finale. But I stopped it at one point, and I went. You know what? I'm I'm going to watch this tomorrow, so I'll mm. let you know how it goes. Thank you. Bye. Beef. Hey, who won the game? The Lakers, Lakers. game. Oh, nice. Lakers late. It was a very dramatic, very dramatic ending to that game. It was wow. great. That's good. All right. Thanks for asking, Donna. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, When we come back, if you see something, you should say something. That's what we always say anyway. Um, I got a couple of stories. Mm -hmm. Um, Women who were renting out an Airbnb found something very disturbing in the bathroom. 
I will tell you about that and more when we come right back. Hey guys, it's me, Donna, for Bradshaw and Bryant. You know, people need an attorney who is going to fight for them, fight for their rights, whether they've been injured or if they're in trouble. You have to make sure you are treated fairly. And Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant, or even a member of his team, would be happy to meet with you free of charge to assess your case if you think you've got a case. If you're injured in an accident, for example, Bradshaw and Bryant encourage you to contact an attorney right away. And here's why. Insurance companies have teams of defense lawyers to help them minimize your compensation when what you really need is an experienced advocate on your side dedicated to solely protecting your interests. Justice for the injured. It is not just a slogan at Bradshaw and Bryant. It is the reason they are lawyers. It's all about making a positive difference in people's lives when they need it the most. You can get a hold of Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant today at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Hey guys, welcome back. Appreciate you listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Steve is in Burbank. Hey, how long was the flight to... Uh, to LA, I assume? It says, it says four hours on the ticket, but it's like three and a half hours. Okay, that's not bad. It's not that long. But it, yeah, it's not bad. Not bad, babe. But boy, I was, I was in the back. I was in the back. Oh, you know who's on the flight? Craig Kilborn. Oh, that's neat. What was he doing to hear? Yeah. Hmm. Um, he was in town to watch the Timberwolves game. Oh, that's cool. He, was, uh, he and Dan Barrero were out there. Like, I think courtside oh, um, a couple of games ago. Really? But, you know, it's funny. I walked past him, and I thought, uh, he, w- he I walked past him, and I see him in a middle seat. And I thought, huh, how did he get stuck with a middle seat? Did he not? You just don't expect to see, I don't know, a celebrity in a middle seat, right? Uh, I guess. You already disagree with me. No, no, no. Well, let's make this official because you saw something. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. So all I was going to say is, first of all, I would never recognize him. I would never even know who that was. I had just seen a tweeted picture of him a couple of days ago. So I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Me. He looks very different to me when I Google him. So I'm surprised that anyone purposely books a middle seat unless it's a last minute flight, you know, like a last minute decision. Right. I would never book a middle seat has to be the aisle you know what i think happened what because i thought interesting you know i wasn't putting my nose up at him i was walking to the very end of the plane to get my seat but it was an aisle seat you know i have an overactive bladder hi ellie nice to meet you i have an overactive bladder i really like to have an easily accessible <laughs> restroom thing that's why so, i always sit in the back and the back of the plane's not a bad place if you're not like one of those people who needs to be first on first off yeah panicking. no yeah. i always book Either the next to last row or somewhere near the last row. Really? Always. May I push back on that, though? Sure. Then you're near the slamming of the door, the opening, the closing of the bathroom door. I think you want to be about five rows away from that. 
Okay. Yeah. That's sometimes I do that. Depending. I am always looking for a seat with an aisle with nobody else in it. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes that's sure, five, yeah. five rows from the back and sometimes it's the back. I'd rather have an aisle seat in a row by myself than in a r- row with someone else. I was once on a flight oh. with literally just three people. I was wow. flying no to Burlington, Vermont when I was going to college there. And there was quite literally three college students on this red-eye flight and this really nice uh, flight attendant who just kept checking in with us who weren't sleeping going, do you, just, you want anything else? <laughs> you sure you don't want a drink? Oh my God, <laughs> I love it. That's the best way to fly. Um, but what I was going to say about Craig Kilborn is he's not that recognizable that he needs to have some special seat. He probably just wants to go incognito. Sure. My point was this, not like, Hey, wait, Craig, you need to be somewhere else. But I just thought, Oh, I'm surprised that you got stuck with a middle seat. I understand not everybody's sitting in first class or whatever, but he, I think I figured it out. Again, I said this as I, I thought this as I was walking to the very back of the plane, but I think he chose the upgrade. I was going for an upgrade for Delta Comfort Plus. Okay. And it said, would you like any seat or just a window or aisle? And I said, just a window or aisle. So I wonder if he was in coach, got an upgrade, said, I'll take any upgrade you got, and then got the upgrade, but the middle seat. I Maybe. love Kilby. I used to watch. He was. I really Kilby. enjoyed him on the uh, the talk, the late late show. Oh, that's right. He hosted that way yeah, back I before what he's doing. Craig Ferguson. What do you think he's doing now? Uh, he's doing stuff. Now is he? He's from here, right? Wasn't he from here? Born in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, Missouri, dirty old Missouri. That's right. Um. Okay, he. I'm trying to see what the latest is here on. Yeah, his last picture was at a Wolves game. Okay, looks like he's doing stuff. I see him with headphones and microphones, maybe Pro- podcasting, just like the rest of the world, <laughs> right? Okay. Anyway, I saw another story, and this is my nightmare. Remember what happened to Aaron? What's her name? From Dancing with the Stars, sideline reporter. Erin Andrews. Uh-huh. Well, oh, a, a yeah, woman yeah. in Canada discovered a hidden camera in the Airbnb she and her friends were staying in. Uh, here, She shared a video explaining how they found it. Listen to what she said. 15 girls staying in a house for my friend's 30th birthday. We just found out we were being watched in our Airbnb. In the bathroom, one of the outlets was faced directly to the shower. Come you can on. see in the top here, there's nothing. Looks totally normal. And then in the bottom one, look at that little camera. Anyway, we left the house, the cops searched the place, and they got him. That is oh. terrifying. Jacked up. Oh my gosh. Reason number 42 why I don't do Airbnbs anymore. Really? Oh yeah, no. I, I mean, with the fees do. and the sketchiness... Really? I, I will occasionally do like the ones like my parents rent where they are like, you know, vacation properties. Right. But even right. then, I, I right. check. I sweep. I'm going to from now on. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. Holy cow. Oh, man. Like her accent. Creeper. Too. It was fun. Steve, I'd be curious to know what you think. I, actually, I know what you're going to think about this. There is a Colorado bus driver 
Why did you put this in the show? This irritated me. I read it. It made me feel really irritated and like, like, like parent mad. Donna. And there's video and there's audio that goes to this. I didn't put it in here, though. But a guy was a substitute bus driver. He was filling in for a guy. And he kept saying to these kids, sit down, sit down right now, sit down. Sit down. You know, he he just was trying to get a point across, and then he came to a stop, and he said, "Um, you want to know what happens when you don't sit down?" And then he slammed on the brakes, and, and all the kids kind of go forward and slap into the chair in front of them. Yep, yep. He said he was sorry for his actions, but he did try to defend his actions, saying he was trying to educate and control the students riding the bus. That, you know, that is scary. Do school buses still not have seat belts? They technically so. do, but like they're like safety belts where the, the ones that do have them are like tucked into the seats and no one enforces them or uses them. Oh. They're like for like special ed usage at this point. Really? Everybody should be wearing a seat belt on a school bus. I mean, come on. Now, the bus driver yeah, but, is know, an like, idiot. That's not how you make the, a point. Yeah, and some of the kids like running home just like sobbing when they got home because they feel scared because these are like you know kindergarten through sixth graders that's a scary thing when you think you're on a safe place but i get it also kids sit down but there's a different way to teach them absolutely because not all of them were misbehaving either anyway we got some music news when we come right back on my talk 107.1